Greg Mantic, Telly Hughes, and Dr. John Raymond joining you and us today. President of the Medical College of Wisconsin. Good afternoon, Dr. Raymond. Good afternoon, Greg and Telly. Hey, I, we talked a lot about it last week, Dr. Raymond, but I'm wondering if you can do a little COVID-19 refresher on the vaccine and the booster. What's available? What will it guard against? Who should be looking to get this? Yeah, thank you. So the COVID-19 vaccine has been reformulated, and it only has a single antigen, so it's monovalent. And it's been reformulated. They modified the RNA sequence so that it matches the currently circulating strains of COVID-19. So it's been updated. Um, As far as I know, no other changes to the vaccine Um, was approved by the FDA, their advisory panel, then went through the CDC, was approved uh, by the director. And so it is available now. Um, And it covers most of the circulating strains that we have now that are generally descendants of what we call XBB, and that's what the vaccine is targeted against. So the ARIS or EG5 strain, which is a predominant strain in the U.S. right now, good coverage. And there's other strain, BA2.86, which has 36 unique mutations. People were concerned that the vaccine might not cover it. Looks like it, there's pretty good coverage there as well. So it's recommended that people that are in vulnerable groups should get the vaccine, although the CDC Advisory Committee and the CDC haven't defined who should get the vaccine yet, but we know it's standard practice that people that are vulnerable should get the vaccine, and we're expecting there should be some guidance from the CDC this week, but the vaccines are available. I actually went online today and tried to schedule an appointment for vaccines at at Walgreens and CVS, and there were spaces available this week. Probably not going to be available in health systems or your public health office until later this week or early next week. Dr. Raymond, reports suggest decongestants and cold medicines don't work. Is there a specific ingredient in question? Yeah, really a great question, Tally. So um, on September 12th, um, the, an advisory committee called the Non-Prescription Drug Advisory Committee, the FDA, basically said that a key ingredient in over-the-counter decongestants doesn't work, and that's phenylephrine. Now, that's different than pseudephedrine, which which is um, by prescription. So we're only talking about over-the-counter medications. And what they said was that um, this medication is not well-absorbed orally, that it's metabolized very quickly, and that the studies that um, were used to approve this medication back in the 70s are outdated and maybe inaccurate. They didn't raise any safety concerns. They say that it's still safe, but not effective. Now, they haven't been pulled from the shelf yet. The FDA hasn't ruled on this. This was simply their advisory committee. But there will be a period of public commentary that starts Thursday on the FDA website. Um, And it, it is really, really interesting. I think it's good that the FDA periodically is looking both at the effectiveness and the safety of medications. This is a $1.8 billion business. So the decision that they're going to make, not only for the industry, but for people that are used to taking these medications, is going to be very important. So just stick to a shot of brandy then before bed and you should be fine? 
Um, I would say get a prescription. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, one or the other. I need a doctor that right. would prescribe. One, one or the other. Everybody has what's best for I'm them. I'm not that doctor. Sorry. <laughs> uh, early data, Dr. Raymond, uh, from South Af- America, I saw this, shows that the flu vaccine has cut the risk of hospitalization in half this year. I know this is always kind of a moving target. What do we know about this year's flu strain and how effective the flu shot will be? It is, Greg, and it may be surprising to people, but every year we take an educated guess about which strains of type A and type B influenza will be circulating, and then the vaccine makers pick four and focus their efforts on trying to, to block those four from being transmitted. But flu circulates in the southern hemisphere a few months earlier than it does in the northern hemisphere, and we can usually get clues about what may come here to the U.S., by looking at what happens in South Africa, South America, or Australia. And the good news is the vaccines seem to block the risk of hospitalization by 50% in many South American countries, and that these trends frequently predict what's going to happen here. And in the U.S., early evidence suggests that those strains that are circulating in South America are going to be the ones that impact us here. Um, so, The good news is the flu vaccine is very likely to provide strong protection this year. Dr. Raymond, something that affects a lot of Americans, obstructive sleep apnea can cause major health problems. What is it? Why is it such a problem? And are there treatments? Yeah, thanks so much, Telly. Um, First of all, it it is a major problem, and it often goes undiagnosed because the major symptoms are daytime sleepiness and snoring. And a lot of people snore, and people can be sleepy during the day. Um, I'm both. That's why I'm very interested. (laughs) (laughs) My wife tells me I snore, too. Um, But it it basically can cause a a lot of maladies. Hypertension, it can exacerbate type 2 diabetes for many individuals, can lead to heart disease, even cognitive impairment if it's not treated. And so it's important to make the diagnosis. And so what obstructive sleep apnea is is when you sleep, the muscles and soft tissues in your throat and your sinuses relax, and then you can block when you're trying to inhale so the the air can't come in. It usually results in what's called apnea or periods of time where people aren't breathing, and those can be 10 to 30 seconds in some cases. And then there's a compensatory hyperventilation where people breathe fast when they're able to breathe again. So that would be a sign of it. Um, And it's important. So, yes, there are treatments The main treatment is called CPAP, which is continuous positive airway pressure administered by a mask. In some cases, if there's a structural problem, if you have redundant soft tissue in your throat, surgical um, treatment can be beneficial as well. And losing weight, because there's an increased risk for people that have obesity. It's male predominant and also can impact postmenopausal women disproportionately. Dr. Raymond, I have a couple nuggets here on the text line, questions regarding the COVID shot. Not sure if you'll have the answer, but I thought I'd ask you anyway. If you have COVID now, when should you get the shot? Consult with your doctor, but it's usually recommended that you wait 60 to 90 days after resolution of the infection to get your shot. And then a question on insurance, if it'll cover the shot or not. I'm guessing that's a separate conversation with your insurance company, perhaps? If you have private insurance, you should check with your insurance, but we expect most private payers will will cover the cost. If you have Medicare or Medicaid or Medicare Advantage program, should cover the cost, if you're in-network especially. 
And there are um, pathways for people that are uninsured to, to get the shot. If you have to pay out of pocket, the shots run between $120 and $130. So they're not cheap. And some good news of the week. Do you have any to share? Um, I actually didn't think about it. But <laughs> That's where I put you on the spot. The, the good news is I'm in, in the studio with a couple of really awesome people. Well, hey, we'll accept that. Hey, it's all, all about right. mental health and being in a good spot and good frame of mind. Absolutely. We appreciate you. Dr. Raymond is the president and CEO of the Medical College of Wisconsin, joining us every Tuesday here on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Thank you, Dr. Raymond.